Rivers went there and uh, they put on a morning tea and, and the mayor gave a little speech, mayoress gave a little speech and and chatted with the folks there and we had a wonderful time. It was nice and got a photo of all our group with them so they're all feel, a, feel like they're a, with a celebrity, you know, so they're pretty happy today. Wow, that is excellent. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, today I guess uh, we want to share with our listeners today, um, Eric, we're talking about this topic, um, a history of tomorrow. And uh, I guess where we're going and we're, what we're going to be sharing, I guess, in a, today's program is this idea about, you know, about prophecy and this idea of, I guess, interpreting prophecy. And so um, this idea of um, is it possible to understand prophecy, interpret prophecy? And I guess where I guess we're going to be going today, Eric, we're going to be looking at, I guess, some general principles. Mm about how to deal with prophecy. I mean, a lot of um, many books in the Bible have a very heavy prophetic um, uh, a basis, I guess. I'm thinking of books such as uh, the book of Revelation and the book of Daniel. And so we're not going to really get into the books as it were per se today. So I guess what we're trying to do is just really just to introduce the, the, the concept uh, of prophecy in a general sense, but because uh, the rest of our presenters for the rest of the week are going to be unpacking that in a bit more detail. And uh, so I just want to give our listeners um, just some of the, the, the titles that our team's going to be looking at uh, today. So today we're going to be looking at a history of tomorrow, is it possible? And uh, a couple of other topics that our team's going to be looking at, history and prophecy, is prophecy accurate? Um, archaeology and prophecy, um, does prophecy mention Jesus? And at the end of the week, um, really interesting topic, is it wrong to test a prophet? And so, Eric, I'm really excited about the, our team and, and some of these questions that they're going to be unpacking um, this week. Uh, but for you and I, we're basically just going to kind of set the stage, kind of give it a, a general introduction, um, because the rest of our team are going to unpack it in a bit more detail and so I'm um, looking forward, Eric, to our conversation today, and I'm looking forward to what we're going to be um, sharing with our audience today. Hey, I just want to, um, just to plug out our number here in the studio, um, to you, our faithful listeners, we would love to hear wherever you may be tuning in from, whether you're tuning in from Adelaide, South Australia, where we are currently, or across the country. Hey, why don't you text us in and just give us a bit of a, um, give us a shout out. Tell us where you're tuning in from. Um, our number here in the studio is 04888-80811. And uh, you'll need that number because that's the number that you will need to text in for our free book offer that we will be sharing um, a little later today. So uh, again, wherever you may be tuning in from, whether you're driving home or whether you're listening at home or However you are getting this message, we want to especially thank you for tuning in today. And so, as we like to do at the top of the show, we always share a World Watch segment. And today's World Watch segment, I was really interested in this one, um, uh, Eric. This idea of um, AI, you know, I don't know about you, Eric, but it's been quite, um, uh, you know, it's in the in the social media spaces and people are talking up about this introduction of AI or artificial intelligence and the implications, I guess, of uh, what this uh, new technology could mean um, in various sectors of our culture today. But the article, um, Eric, I'm going to read a bit, Eric, and I'd love to hear your thoughts as well. Um, And the article is from eternitynews.com.au. And uh, was an article posted just a few days ago on June the 30th by um, Aziza Green, and the article is entitled, AI Jesus is here 
and he's streaming 24-7. That's a pretty attractive article title to think that um, you could be interacting with Jesus <laughs> in this digital age. And so here's what I want to do, Eric, and to our listeners out there. I'm going to read just a few paragraphs, not going to read the whole thing, but there's a bit of a sticky point that I'd like to maybe share a couple of points and reflect on this. So here we go. The article begins by saying, This may not be what Jesus Christ had in mind when he said he would come again, but a chatbot designed to reflect an AI Jesus is now taking questions 24-7 on the live stream platform Twitch. Um, do you know what Twitch is, Eric? <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know a whole bunch either till recently. No it's, it's basically an online platform where people share and up up you know live stream all their stuff from video games to this and that so um don't be too <laughs> too upset about that. all right here we go it says users can chat and seek advice on love life gaming and more from the ai avatar which looks and sounds like a white north american man ai jesus built in part with chat gtp4 was created in March 2023 by Berlin-based tech collective, The Singularity Group. This informal volunteer group of activists aims to use technological innovations to make a real-world philanthropic difference. Now, let me read a bit more, Eric, because there's a steep point here. It's coming up right now. AI Jesus talks about topics such as salvation, forgiveness, love, and the nature of God. The chatbot refers to itself as an AI interpretation of Jesus and reiterates to users that it cannot predict the future or change outcomes. His stated mission is to provide guidance and wisdom from the Bible. I turned in to hear what AI Jesus had to say to some of humanity's, or at least its 48,000 Twitch followers' biggest questions. I even posted some of my own questions to get a sense of the AI's theology and ethical reasoning. What I got from this experience was advice about balancing responsibilities, that is, practicing piano with leisure, playing League of Legends, a recipe for baked beans, the retelling of the parable of the talents in respectful ganger slang, and a prayer for a user's headaches in surfer bro language. And then the, a couple more lines here, Eric. The experience left me wondering if AI Jesus might bridge the gap between digital generations and faith. But if you scroll a little bit further, I think there's two points I'd like to bring to our audience today, um, Eric. There's a, the next subheading says this, the problem with AI Jesus. AI Jesus' synthetic heart seems to be in the right place, encouraging users to aspire to a life of love, compassion, understanding emphasizing a focus on personal and spiritual growth rather than specific outcomes or materialistic games. Uh, materialistic game. And here it is. The challenge, as with all AI, is the potential for misinformation. In this case, the misinterpretation or distortion of religious teachings. Despite developers' efforts to train the AI on the teachings of Jesus in the biblical text, the responses generated by the chatbot may not always align with orthodox Christian beliefs. Yet users may perceive the AI statements as biblical doctrine because it sounds about right, potentially leading to a drift from sound theological understanding. And look, there's a bit more in the article, um, Eric, but two things that I kind of jump out at me, Eric, is 
Okay, so you've got this artificial Jesus, some guy, and we were looking at it online just before we went on air, and he's kind of looking like this, you know, blue eye kind of figure of Jesus, and he's spouting all this, you know, information. Um, two things that come to my mind, Eric, I'd love to hear your thoughts is, you know, when you think about it, it looks good on the out, outward, uh, on the surface, because, hey, anything that's drawing people to, to Jesus or at least, you know, maybe even curious, we would say, hey, as pastors, we'd be saying, that's great. Anything that kind of gets people thinking in terms of, you know, wanting to explore more about God and the Bible, etc. But I think there's a, I think the, I think the, the article writer is, is onto something when he talks about this idea that it could be a source of misinformation. And so people who are genuinely looking for truth, looking for searching for answers, they might go on and log on to this AI Jesus, type in a bunch of questions, asking this um, artificial intelligent Jesus about questions of faith, you know, the Bible, and, and some probably serious questions. They may not get the actual truth. Hmm. And so that's one aspect, I think, Eric. And the other aspect is, you know, I couldn't help but think, you know, in in the Gospel of Matthew chapter twenty four, when Jesus talks about. Um, when the disciples asked Jesus about the signs of the end of the age, etc., you find it in Matthew 24. The first thing that Jesus responds in that chapter, he says, take heed, no one deceives you. Mm. I, I'm just wondering, Eric, that could it be that this could be a, a way of, of deceiving people to think that they're getting truth, getting the Bible, getting biblical solid answers to their questions, and they may be led astray by, you know, this particular AI Jesus, you know, um, chat box figure. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm kind of, uh, I'm not, I'm not deeply versed in this AI and, and, but, but I just did a quick, you know, YouTube search and I kind of, we, we were watching, weren't we, Eric, mm-hmm. some of the things that he was saying. And, you know, in some ways it seems like a, a way to, like I said, if, if, People who, let's say, a younger audience who never really have any inkling of knowing about God, they they might feel a bit more comfortable to just jump on and you know search this AI Jesus and ask questions in the privacy of their own home. But somewhere along the lines um, is if they just stay there, that could be uh, there could be some problems and challenges there. Yeah, I kind of feel. Um Pastor Will, that we live in an age, a digital age, of course, and where there is a lot of confusion in the world with what's true and what's not true. Um, seeing that image today, uh, it, it was really amazing because um, I kind of feel that when you come to understanding reality and and what's being said, when it's put in the form of Jesus, somebody speaking that way. Um, that's happening now in the media with different several celebrities being yeah. portrayed uh, and actually not saying uh, what they're saying. It's actually words put in their mouth, but it looks like the person saying it. For instance, um, you know, America's Got Talent one time, they had um, uh, a person singing and they had a special camera that put yeah. his image <laughs> up on the screen and it was actually, it looked like it was Elvis Presley up there that Elvis Presley had made a comeback from the dead and he was actually <laughs> singing up on the screen wow. and it was yet it was this guy down there but the, the technology of, of this camera put him up there and people were, you know, if you'd seen that you would think, wow, you know, that looks so real. Yeah. And so 
uh, you know, where do we find the source? We have to read the Bible and and uh, and have the Word and um, to have a, an image given that you know people. I believe there was many many people that had got onto that program and are following that program. Thousands yeah. and thousands of people. So it can be quite deceptive uh, in an age where people are digitally um, minded and searching for that. Um, so yeah, there are many concerns for that in a in a world that's already struggling to know what's right and wrong and, and, and who's saying the truth even in the news media people uh, don't believe some of the news yeah. uh, they are suspicious of it and so this yeah. is something that can draw troubled minds away um, that are ser- could be searching uh, quite generally but they could be led astray by something that's uh, wishy-washy if you know what I yeah. mean you know yeah and I think that's probably where I wanted to kind of take I guess as we reflect on the article is is you know, technology is just progressing at such a vast rate and, um, you know, people are searching. And um, in a, in this age of digital technology, you know, people just jump online and find answers to whatever they're looking for just by just by typing a few words in the search engine box. Mm-hmm. And so I think obviously um, when people are looking for answers, here is this, um, you know, this chatbot AI Jesus who – you know, kind of spouting off some, I guess, some biblical references and answers. I, look, I haven't looked, to be fair, to this um, AI Jesus. I haven't really spent a whole ton of time of it. So I am I may be wrong where he's people asking questions and he's giving definitive biblical answers that I'll be comfortable with. If that's happening, that'd be awesome. But, um, you know, there's obviously the potential that, that um, they may, you know, be causing people to, yeah, just to maybe he'd be sharing things that may not be in harmony with... With the Bible, and I think that's where we kind of would kind of put up our hand, Eric. You know, as Christians, as pastors, and say, well, you know, for us, even ourselves, when when we talking to people and people want to learn about God, we always want to take them to the Bible. We always want them to see that the answers that we're sharing with them are not our answers, but from the Scriptures. So, so I think that would be a, a space that will only time will tell. You know, about how this kind of AI Jesus um, emerges, and you know. People come to faith in it and they kind of starts their spiritual journey. I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, just hopefully that um, it won't, you know, people put faith in the AI Jesus bot rather than faith in Scripture and, and faith in an organic expression of Christianity, with it, which is, you know, mm-hmm. joining a faith group in worship and prayer, you know, doing, walking this faith journey in the context of community. And I think, Will, that we live in a day where people want excitement. They want something different. Uh, and, yep. you know, what convicts a person is uh, Jesus' words. Um, he drew yep. people to them. Uh, and today, you know, people uh, are looking for different methods and ways of that. Um, but, you know, I, I think we live in a totally different age from when I grew up and, um, and was searching. Uh, we just had the basic things. These terminologies today, as you mentioned, I couldn't keep up with. But I really believe that this is part of deception, and right. um, we're going to see more and more of this. I mean, on um, on a Sunday night, there was a program on Seven Spotlight where this guy claimed he was a messiah, yeah, and yeah. even had some of his cult members in Sydney uh, signing up people to come to the cult, pretending it was like they were going to be models and then taking these young girls away, and wow. and they were brainwashed, and then they started recruiting. But he he claimed that yep, he was the messiah, and he could do anything with them that he wanted to. Um, and so, yeah, it, it, we're going to see more and more yeah. of this. People claiming to be the Messiah as well, you yeah. know, and images of 
Jesus will yeah. appear all over the place. That's that's what I believe is a yeah. danger. Yeah. So, um, well, that's the world we're living in. And uh, to our listeners out there, if you're watching this AI Jesus chatbot and maybe you've got a different experience of it, why don't you text us in the studio? We'd love to hear your uh, comments and thoughts on the article. But, um, hey, we're going to switch gears now and we're going to go to our free book offer before we go to a break. Our free book offer today is the book, The History of Tomorrow, Some Things Will Never Change by author Julian Archer. And in the book, The History of Tomorrow, uh, Julian reveals Earth's last 2,600 years through the eyes of kings, prophets, popes, and presidents. Examining the biblical prophecy in Daniel chapter 2, Julian unveils a pattern in the timeline of history and exposes an event that will soon permanently alter the face of our planet. And so in line with our theme for today and the rest of this week, the history of tomorrow, this book, this resource, it's a foundational resource for anyone who seeks to understand the tectonic movements that are shaping geopolitics, geopolitics, sorry, religion and, and economics today. Um, for those who may not know Julian Archer, he is an Australian author and researcher. He travels the globe teaching about the impacts of economic prosperity on spirituality and national security. Hey, if you'd like a free copy of this book, History of Tomorrow, Some Things Will Never Change, you need to text us here in the studio. The code is SA125, SA125. Text that code to our number, 04888-80811, and uh, we'll get your details. We'll get that book out to you as soon as possible. So please, why don't you take advantage of our free book offer, we know that you'll be blessed and you could even use it as a resource to give to one of your friends. So please, we'll promote the book offer one more time later on in the show today. So please don't go away. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time, big Q&A. What a friend we have in Jesus All our sins and griefs to bear to carry everything to God in prayer Oh, what peace we often forfeit Oh, what needless pain we bear All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer Trials and temptations Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged Take it to the Lord in prayer Can we find a friend so faithful Who will all our sorrows share? knows our every weakness Take it to the Lord in prayer Are we weak and heavy laden Cumbered with a load of care Precious Savior still our refuge Take it to the Lord in prayer Do your friends despise, forsake you 
What a friend we have in Jesus by Chris Rice. You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with Will and Eric in the studio today. Hey, if you just joined us, we are starting our brand new series, A History of Tomorrow. Is it possible? And we're looking in general terms about this idea of prophecy and, and are there tools in how we can understand prophecy? And our team is going to be unpacking this theme uh, for the rest of the week. So, Eric... Um, why don't you kick off our conversation today talking about this notion of prophecy? And so the question we're going to be looking at, is it possible? Hmm. Well, prophecy is right throughout the Bible. I think the Bible is mainly made up of prophecy, which is amazing. And, of course, prophecy is actually a message inspired by God. It's a divine revelation. It's something really special that God wants to tell his people, uh, tell the world. Uh, and the Bible says that prophets spoke from God as they were actually moved by the Holy Spirit. The Second right. Peter one twenty and twenty one tells it that. So uh, a prophet is one who receives God's message and then he he shares it to others. Uh, but it's interesting. How did prophets receive information from God? Well, God used several methods to transmit his thoughts to his prophets. First of all, by writing. Uh, God used this method, at least one case, uh, directly supplying Moses the Ten Commandments in written form, written by the hand of God. That's one of them. Oral communication through angels. For example, God used an angel to instruct Moses about the message he was to deliver to Pharaoh of Egypt. That's found in Exodus. So oral communication by by voice through angels. Visions, these were sometimes given while the prophet was either awake or fully conscious. Okay. Um, some were so vivid that the recipient actually participated in these visions, so they were really real. And at other times, visions were conveyed while the recipient was in a trance. And God also transmitted his message by dreams while the prophet slept. And lastly, mental guidance. God guided the thoughts of his prophets to convey his message. This is the sense of the Bible statement, all scripture is inspired by God. The phrase inspired of God can also be rendered God breathed. So it's talking about the Holy Spirit, an active actual force that can do that, which is interesting. But uh, when we talk about prophecy, we need to look at Second Peter one nineteen to twenty one, where we says there, we have also a, a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto ye do well that ye take heed, as unto a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your heart, knowing this first that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation for the prophecy not came not in old time by the will of man but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Spirit in other words uh, it's 
Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the private prophet's own interpretation of these things. So when we study prophecy, it's not for us to interpret it in our in man's way. It's yeah. actually to listen what was given to the prophets of old. That's what the, the prophecy. That's a pretty key is. passage, but isn't it, Eric? Because mm. um, like you're saying there, you're reading Second Peter one twenty one. I think yes. I caught that last part. Yeah. Um, holy men of God moved as they as they spoke. As, sorry, holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Mm. And so, so I guess the text is suggesting that there is definitely um, a divine work uh, upon the scriptures and in impressing, inspiring the biblical writers to write what they did. Yeah, it's conveying God's uh, own messages to us. And that's why uh, Jesus was here to show us the Father's will, because he is a living word. Yeah. And he showed us in his actions what the Spirit of God is like, uh, his character, uh, how we should live on this earth while we live here. Yeah. If we didn't have Jesus coming to reveal that, I think we might see the scriptures a little bit different trying to interpret them because Jesus showed us how we should treat other people and live and what his father was like. Um, but Second Peter 1, 16 to 21 goes further. It says, We did not follow cleverly devised stories, but we were eyewitness of this majesty. We also heard this voice came from heaven. We have also the prophetic message as something completely reliable. No prophecy of Scripture can come about by the prophet's own interpretation of things, for prophecy never had its origin in the human will. And I think that's why um, non-believers find it very hard to to read the Bible and think, well, this is just yep. in written form. Yep. But you and I know, and the listeners do, don't they, um, Will, that when you read them and you see the different books written in different um, ages of time and they correspond like a witness, yeah. a witness can tell a story or a prophecy, but there might be something a little bit different there. It's like eyewitnessing a, a, a car crash and seeing something different. We all pick it up a wee bit yeah. differently. But they all run with a theme. And that's what we're, we're actually looking about, looking at tonight. So what I wanted to, to talk about tonight was uh, how do we interpret prophecy? And so I think there's some steps we need to take. And the first one is, the very first one, through, without anything else, is to, is to take time to read the Scriptures, to study it really hard, really differently because if we're trying to talk about something of, of prophecy we've got to know the person we've got to know the writer and we've got to know the background of what's going on right so the first thing is to spend time and today in a world where i don't know about you will where we're doing so many things in so many different directions to find that time is getting really harder and harder to find yeah that. And uh, that's what we need to do. Second one, of course, is prayer for help to understand God's word. And you were talking about how they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Right. So we need to be moved to understand this these prophecies that come. So we need the word and the and the prayer. And the third one is is to read the passage and context it carefully. So you don't just read one passage, but you've got to line it up with all other passages and get the context of it, which is really important. Right. Our uh, fourth one is to establish the best possible Bible translation, uh, but perhaps more than choose more than one translation to help. I don't know what you you use mainly. For um, I generally use the New King James version. Yep. Um, but you know, in my study and when I'm you know studying for a message or a sermon, I, I 
I like to use BibleGateway.com, and yeah. you can punch in a Bible verse, and it comes up in different translations. So I think it's good to kind of look at various translations as you're kind of doing some type of you know, in-depth Bible study just to mm. get a nuance of what how other translations, um, you know, interpret the text. Yep. So I typically stick with the New King James, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, I was brought up at a time and earlier on where the King James was the solid oh, one, okay. the only one. Yeah. <laughs> but I find that the New King James, I, I really enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, I've also got the New English Bible, which has a lot of um, uh, St. Andrew's study guides in it, which is, is really good. Uh, and I have a couple other ones at home as well. So, you know, the best... Translation that you can understand and like reading that they're really good, but to compare it with others is very helpful. Uh, and step five is to translate the text. Uh, in other words, you know, if you're reading it to try and actually, um, put it in your own words so you can understand a bit. I find it better if I'm writing things down as to what's actually being said. Yeah. Um, I find that really helpful as well. And then, uh, investigate the context, the her- historical context, you know, political, cultural, religious, uh, source, archaeology, uh, history, uh, meaning of words, um, you know, message of the passage, uh, what form is, you know, is the passage, poem, is it prophecy, um, other texts that are similar. For instance, um, it's quite interesting when you read, like, for instance, um, when you're trying to understand the, the symbols and things, for yeah. instance, um, uh, when you're looking at Revelation, the, 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 the four beasts of Revelation, um, well, the lamb represents Jesus. We know that, the lamb of God. Uh, the great red dragon with the seven heads and ten horns represents the fallen angel Lucifer, who is called Satan or the devil. The leopard-like beast with seven heads and ten horns represent Babylon. Uh, era and the pure woman is the Church of Christ, and the the Bible interprets itself because in Revelation twelve three to four it says, then another sign appeared in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns, and on his heads were seven diadems, and his tail swept away a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth, and the dragon stood before the woman who was about to give birth, so that when she gave birth he might divide devour her child. So we know here that uh, this dragon is the devil because he swept a third of the angels, as called here the stars, to earth. So it identifies in prophecy who these things really are, these symbols are. So in some ways, um, Eric, when God gives prophecy, um, and sometimes it's coded in particular language, like you were expressing uh, Daniel and Revelation, um, some very deep symbolic, um, a very deeply prophetic book as on its own merit, um, I think what I'm hearing as well, Eric, and this may be something for our listeners to consider is when you think about the purpose of prophecy is in some way God wants to communicate something to us. Mm. He wants to, he wants to, um, let us know via the prophet or the person that he is, you know, calling to, you know, whether it's through, like you said earlier, through dreams or visions or, you know, um, just to write certain things that God wants to communicate. Mm. And uh, I think that's a big thing for our listeners to understand is that, you know, sometimes, Eric, we come across people and various people in our society today have this idea that God is somehow distant, that the book that we call the Bible that Christians would kind of um, see as um, a very important book, they would see it, you know, almost like it, it's not really relevant and it's it's an archaic book and it was very much a, a book for a particular time in history, but, you know, so it has no sense of relevancy today. 
you know, I would probably push back on that as you would, Eric, because when we're looking at prophecy um, and what our presenter is going to cover this week is God actually speaks to our time mm. and he's saying things for today. Mm. And so sometimes people get hung up when they, like, for instance, when we were about to prepare for today and we hear the word prophecy, Eric, we probably there's some listeners and people out there that it seems like a very, uh, like this deeply mysterious, uh, it's something that's a bit too much for them to comprehend. Prophecy. Like, you know, we don't really hear that word being exchanged a whole lot. We don't talk about it in the workplace or, you know, you wouldn't be sitting having a cuppa or lunch at your, on your lunch break and you're talking to your fellow employee about, about deep prophetic things. It's kind of something that we'd say, oh, that's for a, a minor segment of, within you know Christianity or just a small percentage of people who are even interested. I'd like to probably say to our listeners today that um, prophecy is really about God revealing mm. and wanting to wanting us to be aware and communicate and God wanting to communicate um, particular messages, not just for people in these these biblical uh, prophets that we see in the Bible. But I believe that some of this God wants to communicate to us today. Well, the Bible is a, a simple message, really. Yep. The, the gospel, the salvation is, and it's interesting because when you talk about prophecy, often people are scared of it. They, yep. they think, as you say, it's too deep and, and don't know, um, you know, hard yeah. to get into and everything. That's true. But also, I think that today people want to know what's going to happen in the future. So uh, instead of yeah. going to the Bible because they think it's it's not for them, they'll actually go and see somebody with a crystal ball and pay you know seventy five dollars yeah. to hear them <laughs> reveal something, and um, they'll get caught up emotionally in a lot of that and actually um, believe that what's been said to them is what's going to happen to them. Yeah. So they are really going into a source looking for the prophetic future. But they're looking at it in the wrong places, and you know that nowadays it's the yeah. new age movement, and these fears that they have, these new age fears, where you have different stools, many of them set up, and I know that our church has actually has a stool there, giving away books and wow, talking really? about, uh, you know, so they go into that ground. So people are searching, but uh, they are kind of looking in the wrong place, and it's interesting when you're saying what God reveals because yeah. nothing. God does nothing in history without first indulging his hidden plans. You know, he, he informs us what's going to happen from the, from the beginning to the end. And, uh, it's interesting that God will tell us, he'll warn us before something happens. Right. That's what prophecy yeah. is about. For instance, in, in Amos chapter three, uh, it tells us to watch out for prophetic warning signs. For instance, uh, I'll just roughly uh, put it into this language. He explained that two people cannot walk together unless they're in agreement. He said that a lion will not roar unless it sees its prey and starts to pounce. He points out that a bird will not get caught in a trap unless it's been baited, and that people only begin to tremble and fear when the trumpet of War has been sounded. Amos also reminded them that it is only as the Lord permits that da- disaster eventually comes to a wicked city before finally declaring in Amos 3 7, Surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secret counsel to his servants, the prophets. So we're actually forewarned on the earth what is actually going to happen in yeah. the future. And that's prophetic. That's what prophecy is all about. God is so loving to us that he's giving us these warning signs that we need to take care of. And that's what the, the prophecy is all about. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting, too, that 
when we look back, uh, looking at the grammar, uh, we need to analyze the text and passages and grammar of the Bible. This is step seven that we need to look at. For instance, um, something that confused me, uh, and it's a simple one. We all know this, but in Luke twenty three forty three, when Jesus answered him, he said, truly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise, which, you know, it takes away the prophetic message that Jesus is coming again because people have put the the comma in the wrong place. The Bible never yeah. had a comma to start with. Yeah. So uh, if we change it and say, Jesus answered, truly, I tell you today, you will be with me in paradise. So Jesus is telling them today. And when you look at Scripture, uh, when we die, we don't go straight to heaven. But if we take away uh, that prophecy uh, just by uh, Jesus answering, truly I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise, meaning that the thief would go with Jesus to heaven on that day. It takes away the prophetic understanding that Jesus is coming again soon and what the old Bible writers wrote about his bones not being broken and these things that were leading to the Messiah. So just a comma can put it. So we need to take it in its entirety, the um, the prophecy and what the Bible is talking about this because when it talked about Lazarus, he said he was asleep and the disciples didn't understand. They said, uh, oh, he's asleep, is he? He'll wake up. But Jesus pointed out, that he was dead. So you, you know, really what we're important. talking about today, Eric, and I love how you, you brought that example out, is I'm, I'm, I've got the word in my mind, and I want to share with our listeners this, the word hermeneutics. Yes. And I know it's, it's a very weird word, but mm. essentially what it's dealing with is kind of what we're trying to talk about today, which is dealing with interpretation, mm. especially, so we're talking today about prophecy, we're talking about I guess we're saying, what is a good hermeneutic of interpreting prophecy? Now, look, I'm not saying it so we can sound smart or anything on, on the air, but this is actually a, a, a special. This is actually a, a system, if you will. So, when you and I read the Bible, Eric, and hundreds of our listeners and people the world over are reading the Bible, unbeknownst to them or not, they're applying some type of hermeneutic. Mm some type of way of reading it. So like you just gave the example, Eric, you know, mm -hmm. Jesus said, you'll be with me in paradise. And, um, you know, there's some who take that to say, well, he went to heaven straight away. And there's others say, well, you know, look at the context, etc. Look at what he was saying over here. Look at what it says over here in Thessalonians and etc. Mm -hmm. So we're dealing with, I guess, more of a, a an approach to the Bible. But you and I and, and our team for the rest of the week, we're talking about ways we can understand and interpret this big picture of prophecy mm. because prophecy can kind of scare some people eric when you you know they'll, if they just flipped open the bible right and just went straight into a very deep book like ezekiel or you know some you know some book where it doesn't almost make sense at the outset mm. people can go well what on earth is that all about you know they're talking about this and you know especially if they open revelation they see all this all this symbolism, one can go, man, that that's a hard book to understand. And and uh, maybe people might get turned off by it or they go, wow, I, I didn't think the Bible was that, like, that difficult. Mm. But what we're trying to communicate and for the rest of the week is, hey, there's some tools in place mm. that kind of can help a person yeah. Um, understand it. Yeah, and one of those two is, you know, having a good concordance and yeah. – um, 
you know... Um, concordance. So what's a concordance for our listeners out there? Well, Ray? it's uh, understanding of the Greek and Hebrew. It is, yeah. I've got a strong concordance at home. You can look up a word and it actually shows you the meanings. Yeah. It's very, very good. Uh, and also, you know, there's other good... We In our church, we have a Bible commentary, which I find very, very helpful. Yeah. But I think you're right, Pastor. Well, I think the key here to understand, I think, um, prophecy is the very first thing we started off in number one, and, and our thing was to is to um, read the Bible because, first of all, you've got to love Jesus first. You, you, okay. You've got to start off with accepting him. And um, because I think that if you put all these other things in, uh, you kind of can doubt it because... Uh, you know, if you have a relationship, if you understand who Jesus was and you reckon you accept him as the Messiah, then other things just flow in from that. You will accept what he says. You'll accept the word. And what, yeah, I was just about to say, and why is that? Is that because, because they've already, um, opened up their heart to the revelation of Jesus? I mean, in a sense of they've, the Jesus that's presented in the Bible, presented as the savior of the world, you know, the way, to, to eternal life, etc. Once they accept that, then God can perhaps share more light or more truth uh, to that individual as opposed yeah. to someone who's kind of closed their heart and, and their mind and will against what God is trying to communicate. I don't is think, that what you kind of mean? Or? I, I don't think we can really fully understand Scripture until we accept Christ first. Because, okay. So in, in our um, Aboriginal uh, group, we start off on a series of six uh, studies which just talk about Christ alone, who he was, where he came from, his love for others. And we start off with that first, and then right. we move on to the heavy ones. So, right. so when you um, have confidence and trust and have taken that into your heart, well, then then you can move on to these other topics. And if anybody's listening who is starting off not understanding prophecy, just look at Jesus' life first, and then you know move into some of these other topics because then it makes sense. Yeah. Because Christ revealed um, as he talked, he's talked in parables, and he brought out these messages which were so meaningful, and lovely. Yeah. Hey, Eric, the yep. time has just flown by, and uh, yep. we need to jump to another break but um hey loving the conversation but we just need to hit pause for now just want to promote the new book offer one more time in our show today our book offer is the history of tomorrow some things will never change by author julian archer and julian is an australian author and researcher travels the globe teaching about the impacts of economic prosperity on spirituality and national security so hey if you're interested in, in this topic of prophecy why don't you need to get a copy of this book it's just a pocket-sized book, great to, to read and also to pass along to friends and family if they're interested in it as well. Text the code SA125 if you'd like a free copy and uh, to the number in the studio, 0488-80811, and uh, you will, we'll get your details and get that book out to you as soon as we can, as we can. So, The History of Tomorrow by Julian Archer. The code, if you want a free book offer, SA125 to 048-808-811. Please don't go away. we just got a few more minutes in our program today. You're listening to Faith FM, Drive Time, Beer Q&A. When peace like a river attendeth my way When sorrows like sea billows roll Whatever 
Anthem Lights. It is well with my soul. We just have a few minutes to go here. Uh, Drive Time BQ&A. It's uh, Eric and Will here in the studio. We're looking at a history of tomorrow. Is it possible? And uh, we're looking at this concept of understanding Bible prophecy. So, Eric, you um, continue in our conversation. We've got a few minutes to go. Um, are there any extra um, information you want to share with our listeners today? Yeah, for sure. And before I get on to that, I just want to say that then I, when I I was searching in my life for Christ um, and uh, um, he came into my life and things yep. were changing, I found that um, one of the prophecies really affected me, which was Daniel 2, which is going to be talked about during the week. So I won't say too much about it, but showing the history of the earth really, really yep. uh, had uh, my hair standing up on my head. And I remember going to missions and, and reading that and saying, wow, is that real? I mean, yeah. you know, is, did that really happen? And uh, and I'm, I, I like history at school, so I went and checked it, and for sure it would all lined up, and I just could not believe it. Yeah. So prophecy is an identifying mark of Jesus Christ that no one else can prophesy like he did uh, in the truth and the spirit. Uh, and right. he lived that life, you know, and that, that really changed me when I understood some of the prophecies. So they are part of, of understanding, uh, the power and the majesty of Jesus Christ, you know. Yeah. He's, he's unchanging, never lets us down and, and tells us the truth. But, uh, first Peter 1, 13 to 21 gives us a warning too. Uh, in the, in the days we live, it says, therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you was holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. Since you call on a father who judges each person's work impartially, live out your time as foreigners here in a reverent fear. For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. He is chosen. He was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Through him you believe in God, who raised him from the dead and glorified him, and so your faith and hope are in God. So, yeah, it talks about your culture, you know, the yeah. way you're brought up, um, to to be uh, clear-minded. I think the word fully sober means uh, don't let the, the influences the world. I don't think it just means being drunk. I think yeah. it actually means to really um, be clear on what the scriptures are telling you and to follow them. Don't follow the fables that you were talking about earlier yeah. because there's so many in the world today that can confuse us. But just follow him with your heart and your mind. And uh, it says here that um, do not conform to the world, but it just talks you about to be close to him. And, and he has chosen us. And uh, we will follow him till the end. So with prophecy, it's all part of the picture of uh, the beginning to the end, as we mentioned earlier. It's all laid out there for us, and it's for our own good, uh, both spiritually, but also for our health too, that leads us through. But the prophetic messages in time, and there's many of them, the coming of Jesus, the Messiah, uh, of his birth and, and yeah. of his death and his resurrection, it is all laid out for us in messages that are given to us to study and to contemplate, and they bring us closer to Christ because we have accepted him at the beginning. 
Yeah. So when we accept him, we will have fuller understanding. And when the parables, I love parables. Yeah. <laughs> because they, they bring out so much love from yeah. Christ, you know. The parable of the lost sheep and, uh, and many others. The good Samaritan moves me. Um, because we can be Christian-like, but not act as a Christian. And I think that when we fully accept the message, we learn the prophecies, we know what's going to happen in the future. We don't have to be worried about yeah. the world today. Yeah. We don't need to be worried about a nuclear explosion. We don't need to worry about the wars. We need. We know they're going to happen. The Bible tells of the COVID and the pestilences. We know they're yeah. going to be here, but we know what's going to happen at the end. Yeah. But by faith, we know because we understand the Word of God. Now, you and I don't know everything, right? Nor does anybody in this yeah. world. We we change. We keep on changing, but we're standing on a rock. Jesus Christ. Right. Amen to that. And that is the difference. It's it's unshakable. We're on solid ground and we'll all be together. Maybe at different stages in our life. You know, maybe, you know, we're in different walks, but we're on the same bus heading in the right direction. Yeah. We're going towards Jesus. Wow. And that's the main thing. I love how you ended that, Eric, because the word that I was thinking as you were just sharing now is this this idea of trust. Mm. And I guess for you and what it's done for you and as for me and, and many others. His prophecy is really about God saying that he can be trusted. Yeah. And, um, you know, the text that comes to my mind is um, in the Gospel of John where Jesus says, um, how does he say it? He says, um, I've told you these things before it comes to pass, that mm. when it does happen, you will believe. Yes. And, you know, I think that's uh, pretty much the whole purpose of why God gives and communicates prophecy, tells us things in advance, so that somehow, some way, we can put our faith and trust um, in Him, because He can see the end from the beginning. You know, there's that text in Isaiah, I think, where it says as well, He declares the end from the beginning. Mm. So, I guess, it, what would you say? Um, in the few minutes we got, Eric, there, there, there may be someone listening today who may not be, may not know a thing about prophecy, and it, they're kind of hearing what you're saying, but still a bit unsure. What would you say to that person who's Probably thinking about, you know, exploring a bit, a bit more about this idea of the Bible, God, prophecy, and, you know, what would you say to that, that person out there today? Well, I would say to them that, you know, that there's many helps out there to learn more. Yeah. I would say then to, to follow your, your direction because it's the Holy Spirit that's leading you into these yeah. thoughts. Uh, and don't let it go because, um, you know, the old devil will try to null what the, what, the, yeah. um, the Holy Spirit's trying to come into your life. But I would say that get to know God, you know, understand that if you believe in Him, you trust Him, as you were saying, that the trust is there. Uh, for me, it took um, a, a while to let go of some of the things that I was doing until I understood that Jesus loved me first. Wow. And when He loves us first, we're drawn to Him. Uh, and then it all flows. I I changed because I wasn't uh, some of the things I wasn't concentrating on. It just happened for all of us. It happens that way, and it's yeah. it's a beautiful picture because Christ is working on our hearts and minds, and He will lead you into the prophetic things that happen in the Bible. And when it does happen, you'll be blown away because they are the foundations there of what Jesus wants you to know. He wants the earth to know what's going to happen to him. He, he sent us these things, these prophetic messages, because he loves us. Wow. That's the basis of it all. He could have just done nothing and, and uh, we'd end up where we, are, where we could be. But no, he said no. Um, I'm telling you this to tell you 
to prepare, to get ready. I love you, and I'm coming back for you. So I would say follow the journey. Yeah. Start it off. Don't be afraid. Yeah. Just get your Bible out and, and follow it. And if you want study guides, the program here has them, I'm sure. Yeah. We can send you some yeah. really good ones. On pro- We've got some good ones on prophecy, yeah. actually. Yep. The Bible Says series is a wonderful one. So yep. give it a go, yeah. So, um, hey, Eric, I think we're out of time. Um, so I uh, just want to thank you for sharing with our audience today. I hope your listeners out there have been blessed to hear um, some of the conversation we've had today. I'll just also I'd like to plug out our faithfm.com.au website as well if you're listening. And um, we have a bunch of programs out there, not only Drive Time BQ&A, but we have a whole host of other programs that are streaming 24-7 uh, throughout the country. And so, hey, do yourself a favor and um, jump on because there's different programs, different presenters. I'm sure there'll be something that will be able to um, appeal to you as well. And so, hey, to uh, our time is up today, and um, we're going to have to close in just a minute, but uh, we want, just want to encourage you to join our Drive Time BQ&A uh, team tomorrow, Marty and Gary, and they're going to be looking at the question, History and Prophecy, is prophecy accurate? And so uh, Marty and Gary do a fantastic job. Please join the team as they uh, dive into that topic tomorrow. But from Eric and I, we're going to have to uh, sign off today. Until then, we want to leave you with the words of Jesus Christ. He says in the Gospel of John, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. May God richly bless you and we'll hope to see you next time.
glory. 